Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're starting a brand new series today. It's titled Heaven and Hell. Well, how could God send anyone to hell? Is there life after death? How does anyone know for sure? If God is good and loving, it just seems so unfair for someone's punishment to be forever. Well, yes, those are comments and questions many have. But life after death is real, and heaven and hell are real too. The next two scriptures will be our foundation for this series. First one comes from Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. It says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And then we add Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, which says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, as Matthew chapter 25, verse 41 says, Yes, there is a hell. It was created specifically for Satan and his angels. It was not created for us, and it is not God's will that any of us follow Satan there. I like how the message version states it in Second Peter 3.9. It says, God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. Well, three more scriptures will help us. First one's from Luke chapter 13, verses 2 through 3. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then thirdly, the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 27. It says, But there shall by no means enter it the new Jerusalem, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So what have we learned so far? Yes, there is a heaven and a hell, and hell was created for the devil and his angels. It's not God's will that any of us go to hell. However, whoever's name is not written in the book of life will go there. Now, there are words and terms in the Bible that seems to confuse some. 
with these words and terms and a chart that I have. I can't show you over the radio, but if you write to me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org, I'd be glad to send you the chart that shows everything we're speaking about concerning heaven and hell. So with these words and terms, and if you can get the chart, it'll help you to understand how simple the truths of heaven and hell really are. Here they are. The words are heaven, Abraham's bosom, paradise, a new heaven, a new earth, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, the kingdom, eternal life, and everlasting life. Those are the words about heaven. Now, there are some words about hell that we'll begin to understand through this series, too. The first word is hell, then Gehenna, Sheol, the abyss, the lower parts of the earth, Hades, the bottomless pit, the furnace of fire, everlasting punishment, everlasting fire, the second death, the lake of fire and brimstone, Tartarus, that's T-A-R-T-A-R-U-S, the grave, the place of the dead, the abode of the dead, the region of the dead, the underground dead, the state of departed spirits, and a place of torments. There may be more words expressing heaven and hell, but if we can come to understand these, we'll be doing very well. So, in the first lesson, I want to give you this very important truth. There are basically two heavens and two hells, and they change from one to the other at specific times. Concerning heaven, there's a past paradise and an immediate and present paradise, or we could call that heaven. And concerning hell, there's an immediate and present hell and a future and final hell. You see, the past paradise and present and immediate paradise, or heaven, were changed at the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus rose from the dead, it changed from the past paradise to the present and immediate paradise. And the immediate and present hell, as opposed to the future and final hell, will be changed at the great white throne judgment. Once you begin to understand those, you'll understand more than most people you know. I love Psalm chapter 16, verse 10 in the message version. It says, you canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. I'm so glad that hell is not my destination. And I'm preaching this message because I hope the same for you. The book of Matthew chapter 25 and 41 says, then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Again, there are basically two heavens and two hells, and they change from one to the other at specific times. I'll repeat it. The past paradise and the immediate and present paradise, or heaven, changed at the resurrection of Jesus. And the immediate and present hell, as opposed to the future and final hell, will be changed at the great white throne judgment. Now, Jesus told a story that explains the past paradise and the immediate and present hell. They're both located in the same place called Sheol, S-H-E-O-L, in the Hebrew language. And it's written as Hades, H-A-D-E-S, in the Greek. They're both the same place. 
The past paradise and the present hell are separated by a great gulf. On one side, it's a place of comfort, and on the other side, it's a place of torment and flames. One important thing to remember is the time when Jesus told this story. It was before he rose from the dead. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angel to Abraham's bosom. Now the Message Bible says here, Abraham's lap, and the, e- and the English Standard Version uses the term Abraham's side. Just remember that. So as we read it in the New King James, it calls it Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, which is the Greek word for hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Verse 27. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Well, we learn so much from this passage. We see that the past paradise is also called Abraham's bosom. And from the notes I added, you can see that Abraham's bosom can also be called Abraham's lap or Abraham's side. I would think it could also be interpreted as being in his presence. We know that Abraham died in faith his sins not yet having been paid for, and he was counted as righteous by God. We see that in Romans chapter 4, verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham was in paradise on the comfortable side of the gulf in Sheol or Hades. That's the Hebrew and Greek words for hell. And a good question would be, well, why couldn't he go straight to the final heaven? The answer is because his sins were not yet paid for. But God, in his mercy and grace, prepared a place in the immediate and present hell, a holding place of comfort for those who died in faith, believing and accepting their future Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, they were in Sheol and Hades. We could call it hell. They were in hell, but not in torment. Rather, they were in comfort. Well, until when? Obviously, until Jesus would pay the price of death and rescue them out of Sheol, also called Hades, and take them to the immediate and present paradise, which is heaven. 
Why is it called Abraham's bosom? Well, I think it's because he's the father of our faith, and he was there at that time. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 says it this way, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Yep, the great gulf. This great gulf that separates the comfortable side from the tormented side. It cannot be crossed. The man in torments wants Abraham to send the beggar to his brothers to warn them so they can repent. And Abraham gives a prophetic statement that was soon to become true. And Luke chapter 16 verse 31 says, But he said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Well, here's an excellent quote I heard. It says it very well. People on earth hate to hear the word repent, but those in hell wish they could hear it just one more time. That's all the time we have today. So tune in tomorrow and we'll continue. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.